All right, let's see if I can talk with myself for like an hour or so. I believe I can. Ah, who needs Darren anyway, right? Honestly, though, you have played the game for a long time. Don't you have anything else to do with your time? Gaming Blues Podcast. Welcome to this week's Gaming Blues Podcast, the show with two polar opposite gamers discussing the hottest video game news and bicker about topics I come up during my commute. My name is Andy, and not with me today is Darren McPhail because he is busy with some personal matters. So this will be the first and hopefully the last solo podcast where I will talk by myself for at least an hour or so. This new solo outing will be available on major podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, and still haven't approved that's Stitcher. Welcome to the solo show. Okay, so this week we just came back doing the Spider-Man spoiler cast last week. But after that, Darren had some personal matters to deal with. Nothing serious. Um, Something about bringing in a new couch. And if he doesn't do that this week, basically the day we record, which is Wednesday, then he would have to wait till August. And it seems like a bitch move for me to have him delay, like bringing up furniture and just because we can, just because we can, we need to record a podcast. And you know what? Talking by myself is good practice to practice my articulation. Off to a great start. But hey, if I'm going to start streaming or something, this will be good practice. Because for the first, I don't know, a couple of months or even years, I probably have no viewers to actually watch my stream. So talking to myself is a valuable skill. All right, since I don't actually have my... Uh, partner in crime to balance ideas off of this hopefully won't be as long at the same time won't be as short and we're still in the gaming news drought because e3 just ended i think about a month ago and we won't see any new news until august when evo announces their new surprises for their new fighting games Um, sony just announced they're doing some kind of event in china in during the same time as Evo, so hopefully something comes from that. Um, honestly, not expecting anything big to come from that specific China conference because Tokyo Game Show is a month away from that one, and I don't see Sony announcing the PS5 at a Chinese conference over uh, like their hometown Japanese one. I mean, they could. This, uh, if you think about it. The console market is really hard or basically non-existent in China right now because I think they put a console ban on things. So maybe the PlayStation 5 is their very first console where they like pass all the legal stuff and allow it to be sold in China. And if that is true, that might be a big push for Sony. Because right now all I know is like PC gaming and mobile gaming is the most dominant in China. And there's like a bunch of bootleg consoles you can uh, buy. Uh, Shout out to Soldier Boy console, I guess. Where you can play um, bootleg versions of Sony, Microsoft, and like Nintendo games. 
Nintendo being as popular as it is all over the world is also non-existent in China, as far as I know. I might be wrong about this, but you know, things to look forward to in August. And then in September, we got the Tokyo Game Show for sure. And since Sony was absent during this year's E3, I can only imagine they're saving their big guns for this Tokyo Game Show. Ideally, they would announce the PlayStation Five, um, along with some other new games they might have, because all the major ones, uh, Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding, that's coming out in November, I believe. I might be wrong. I know something is coming out in September. Just escaping my mind right now. So that's coming out. Another big release is、uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is confirmed for March, and that's another big title. Um, there are also other really big titles coming out.、Uh, Cyberpunk is coming out, sneaked in, sneaked into somewhere.、Ah, what else is there? Ah, oh yeah, the new Call of Duty is also coming out. So there, there are big releases coming. But in looking at the Japanese market, the only thing they, you know, looking forward to right now is the Seven Remake. So Sony has the opportunity to announce some new games. Possibly for、uh, PS4 and maybe PS5 if they do announce it. There are mumblings about nothing, nothing confirmed.、Um, if you think about Square Enix, they have the opportunity to like tease about Final Fantasy 16 because they just released Shadowbringers,、um, so they can kind of tease what they're working on next. Maybe more details about Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. That was that we got a trailer for. Maybe we can get some more information on that,、um, or they can tease about Final Fantasy XVI, which they're showing off their new engine at. I think it was previous E3 or Tokyo Game Show. They're like they're showing off the new engine. Apparently, that that's supposed to be FF XVI. Who knows? If it is, then it'll be a really gorgeous looking game. But then again, what FF game hasn't been gorgeous looking? Um, yeah. So that's the at least what I'm expecting in terms of like news release schedule. So basically, we'll still be in no news until August, and then September, and then with all the new game releases, Darren and I can talk about talk about them, and hopefully they'll provide us new content for the podcast. That being said, there has been a major news which people were expecting, which is. The rumor of Nintendo releasing a different Nintendo Switch SKU, and that came in the form of Nintendo Switch Lite. Now, the initial rumor I saw circulating the web was, it's going to be a Switch that doesn't come with the dock. So that means you have to buy the dock separate. But what we actually got. Is indeed a switch without the dock, but we're also get losing the entire ability to connect to a TV. So the Nintendo Switch Lite, for those who are not caught up with the news, is basically the a smaller version of the existing Switch that、um, that what's the easiest way to explain this?、Mm. To put okay, let, let's put this in a positive note. It's basically. A best handheld version of the Switch you can buy right when it comes out. It is more; it's smaller than the existing Switch. 
Um, it has a longer battery life. I think bigger storage, but that's just expandable memory. And it comes in three different hot colors, uh, yellow, gray, and turquoise. The downside of all this is that the new Switch Lite, the Joy-Cons are attached to the system, which means you can't remove them, which results in you can't play the Switch in tablet mode like you can with the vanilla Switch. And as it was rumored, this this switch, the light switch, you cannot uh, TV out, meaning you can't put it into a dock and play your switch games on your TV or have a kickstand to play in tablet mode, which you can't do anyway because you can't remove the Joy-Cons. Um, other things I found on the website was that it doesn't rumble anymore. Basically, do you lose the vibration function? And something about a IR remote thing. I guess you can use the switch as a remote before. I don't know what that's about, but you're also losing that. And for all the online gamers out there, you're losing the ability of connecting a USB to Ethernet cable jack on the switch dock. That means you're only reliant on your Wi-Fi speeds to play online games which means Smash players who play on Wi-Fi will be more rampant should this skew be very popular amongst the fans. Um, there are always, there's already been outrage about on the internet about how people play Smash on Wi-Fi, even with the vanilla Switch. So I guess this is not really helping at all. Um, initial reaction to this was... Uh, it wasn't an inevitability, to be honest. I knew they were going to do this sometime or another because they're already talking about the 3DS phasing out because they didn't announce any um, new first-party games for it. And then they're only like third-party support. And the only new game that just came out was Persona Labyrinth Q2. And there's basically no more releases for like other... like third-party games that are sequels so this is basically nintendo saying we are done with the 3ds we're going to slowly phase out and we're entering to a generation where we're going to stick to the switch family only no more having a separate family family of SKUs for consoles and handhelds we're going to unite them all into one all in the switch family um that's great and all but at first glance the switch itself in my opinion is not very portable compared to the 3ds i've been trying to travel with the switch a lot for the past few months but i found that it's not that portable i mean it's still a portable system don't like don't get me wrong but compared to the vita or the 3ds it's really hard to carry around and it takes up a lot of space in your bag compared like if you compare the two um, Space-wise, like a Switch is basically two 3DSs on like lengthwise. Um, I'm guessing the smaller size is trying to mitigate for that. But if your target audience is more towards, you know, um, children and youth, who are basically the handheld market, I that I I always think like this console might be too big for them in a way, because I saw my a friend's. Um, like daughter holding my switch when she was trying to play it and that thing was humongous in her hands and she was like five years old 
so like the 3ds makes perfect sense because like growing up in the game boy like that little thing was our you know it's a fit fits right in your hand um for some cases it fits right in your pocket um the 3ds to a degree also fit in your pocket if your jeans large enough and it was easy to carry around but this thing even though it's a smaller version of the switch it's still kind of big and like at this point it's still a portable gaming machine right uh, but i guess i mean i still see people play the switch on like trains and stuff i know darren is a big advocate of playing the switch on the go so i guess well the benefit of doubt is like nintendo knows what they're doing i can imagine this thing being very popular in japan especially uh, for the same reason that people on commute will play this a lot um there's a monster hunter for switch right now the i think the enhanced port of xx on the 3ds uh, once this comes out i bet you uh sales will not be not as big as the original vanilla switch but I, it will be substantially significant like there will be reports saying like oh the light is selling like hotcakes in japan um and especially with Pokemon coming out in the horizon. Oh, that's also a big game coming out. Um, Pokemon coming out in November. Once that comes out, and it's like during the holiday season, um, I would say if, let's say you have, you have a family of four and you have two children, then you got to switch for yourself. And, you know, your kids want to play Pokemon too because it's like, you know, it's everybody's game. And buying another Switch just for your kids seems a bit expensive, especially it's two ninety nine plus tax in USD, and which results in like three ninety nine in Canada because we get shafted like a motherfucker. Um, so buying them a Switch Lite, which will only act in portable play, so they don't they don't get to mess with the TV stand, or they won't they won't have to mess with the TV. So there's like less chance of breaking it, right? This might be a really good holiday gift for them. It's basically upgrading from the, from the 3DS in terms of graphics, screen size, um, game library for sure. I mean, the games are like twice as expensive, but with so many ports right now, the Switch library is substantially better than Wii and the Wii U combined, in my opinion. So as weird as like the switch light is in terms of you losing so much features of the original um the vanilla switch there is still a niche for this like as mentioned before this is basically removing the the 3ds line 3ds in terms of the handheld um range for nintendo so from this point onwards it'll be just switches and no more 3ds's which is kind of sad because like when the 3DS phased out the Game Boy, that was kind of sad on my part because I grew up with the Game Boy. And then seeing it kind of the Switch phasing out the 3DS now makes me kind of feel old in a way. Because I lived enough to see two portable generations phase out. Nah, I'm not that old. Um, alongside that, speaking of Pokemon as they do with every single Pokemon releases, they're releasing a special version, special skin version of Pokemon Sword and Shield console for the Nintendo Switch Lite only. The Zacian and Zem Zamazenta edition 
where it's a gray version with the sword and shield colors for the buttons and d-pad i think and that will be the same price as a normal nintendo switch Lite, and it doesn't come with the game like they usually do i don't know why nintendo so stingy about not including the game in these bundles i know they used to but ever since the 3ds xl era with sun and moon i think no 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 with x and y because i bought the x and y edition they stopped including the games i guess i mean they'll make more money this way so props to them i guess but it is kind of surprising that they did not make the pokemon sword and shield edition for the vanilla switch they did it for smash which was I would say very underwhelming in terms of a special edition switch because it's just like you just paste it on a picture of the Smash logo and like some characters on the dock and you just see like black and white for the Smash Ball logo on the Joy-Cons. At least this Switch Lite version is trying with like the backside having the you know designs of the po- like the legendary Pokemons in this version. I guess it kind of gives the more affordance to do so because if people are using the Switch Vanilla more often as a in dock mode like I do, or even tabletop mode, then like what's the point of having the graphic on the back? It would make more sense to make a version where the dock has a special imprint on it, but hopefully more um, thought out than the Smash version. So that is Nintendo Switch Lite. Now the question would be if I didn't, oh, right. So there has been a survey where in Japan, Pete, they asked, would they would people get the Nintendo Switch Lite? And it, it kind of divides them up into different categories, such as A, would you buy this if you owned a Switch in the first place? And B, if would you buy this if you didn't own a Switch? And such and such. And surprisingly, majority of the people in Japan, like more than 50%, I believe, would buy this even if A, if they didn't have a Switch, and they would buy this over the vanilla Switch, and they would also buy this if they owned a Switch. And there are some majority saying like they wouldn't buy this because they already own a Switch, which is fairly understandable. Um... There are also like the Japanese exclusive games, like the dating sims and the music games. If Japan supports that, I know uh, Love Live and Idol Master games are super popular. Um, If they release a game for that on the Switch, I mean, mostly the mobile games are dominant in that area. But if they do release one for Switch, I can assume that the light version will also sell a lot due to that. Especially if they announce a special edition. Where they sell like, um, if <clears throat> like back in the day when they announced the Hatsune Miku game for the Vita, they had a special version for that, which I actually wanted, but it was like three hundred bucks at the time. So I'm like, why the hell would I want this? Even though I wanted to. Um, if they do same something like that, where they release like a character special pack, I bet you those things sell like hotcakes in Japan, like hotcakes. But we will have to wait and see how that goes. But uh, personally, it's not for me because I already own a Switch and I barely play it right now. But like, even if I didn't own a Switch and I had a choice between the two, I would probably go for the Switch Vanilla because 
Um, if you think about being a content creator, if there is no TV out on this thing, then this is literally just meant for playing games. Like for an extra hundred dollars, it comes with a dock. Um, like the and the Joy-Con controller grip thing, and the ability to plug in uh, Bluetooth adapters, Ethernet adapter. I think you're losing a lot in that trade. So personally, I don't think it's worth it. But again, this is meant for mostly for kids and those who travel more often with their like handheld consoles. So power to them. At the same time, people outlets reported that Nintendo was going to announce <clears throat> another Switch SKU following the steps of the Microsoft and the Sony brethren where they released a, like a pro version of their console. So people expected a Switch Pro, which would have a faster processor, maybe a high quality screen that's beyond 900p, etc., etc. But instead, what we're getting is we're just getting a the vanilla Switch, but with the same battery that's in the new Nintendo Switch Lite. So it's a minor improvement, uh, something similar to the jump from the Sony PSP 2000 series to the 3000, or even to 3000 to 4000 Japan, where the changes were very minimal, but enough to get its own like different SKU line. Now, this might cause some confusion because what are they going to call this? Like the new Nintendo Switch or like Nintendo Switch 2019? Because like how are they going to differentiate it? Like some people can just scam the other people saying like, oh, no, no, this is a new Nintendo Switch. But no, it's not. It's just the old one. I guess the packaging can be different, but like secondhand sellers might, you know, find a way to like scam people about this. So at the same time, they announced new Joy-Con colors, um, purple and orange, and blue and lime. Who the hell comes up with these colors? It still baffles me. The original blue and red kind of makes sense, I guess, because, you know, the traditional red versus blue kind of thing. Like, you need to differentiate, like, who's player one and player, player B, like, you know, red versus blue side, whatever. But, like, purple and orange, like, what? Like, blue and lime. <clears throat> like, these dyes can't be cheap, right? Like, they have... <laughs> like, I can't really think of any reason, like, even if focus testing that people are like, oh, yeah, I like, I want orange and purple, or like, I want blue and lime. Like, if you want to color coordinate, you can't even, you can't even buy a pair of the same color. You need to, always need to buy two of, like, different colors. That's the one thing I hated about kind of like the Switch, how they released it. Because the stupid eBay listing when I bought my Switch was I bought the gray one, but they sent me the color one anyway. But at the time, I was like, you know what? I, who cares? It's just the color, right? But like, ah, like those colors stand out so much in the crowd. Like, I don't want people to know that I'm playing the Switch. Like, I, have, I hate having attention on me, you know? Um, that being said... The only, the other thing I'm kind of annoyed about this release is that if you look at the D-pad on the Switch Lite, it's actually the traditional cross-shaped or the plus sign uh, D-pad opposed to having each individual buttons for the D-pad that's on the vanilla Switch. Um, Hori um, video game accessory makers released a Joy-Con with said plus-shaped uh, D-pad. And that helps a lot, especially for playing fighting games, because it's hard to do um, fireball inputs 
and half moon inputs use doing the vanilla d-pad because you have to press three different buttons as opposed to if you do the plus one you can just do one fluid motion because it's one membrane with like different areas you can like um trigger to for that specific button um the new one with the purple and the orange and the blue and the lime are still sticking with the plus like it's each, each individual button versions so that's kind of well i guess they gotta keep no no no, no that's not that's not right. it's cheaper to do it this way because they already have the mold for it and they have probably have the parts lying around then all they have to do is change the color of the casings which i guess doesn't really cost them a lot of money to do so that's my understanding of why they're doing this opposed to releasing the plus shape because the mold for the plus shape is attached to the new nintendo light a switch light and i'm i guess they didn't make the mold for the joy cons so whatever um if people want to play the better experience i can just go buy the pro controller like i did i guess um still a bitch move nintendo but uh, ubu so that's the all the console news surprisingly surprising that we got any of them and they didn't announce this at e3 of all things it's announced it randomly throughout the week mm. things for nintendo i mean there's a lot to talk about although i would prefer to have darren on here because one of the biggest games that's coming out is the new fire emblem game three houses um which i want to call fire emblem go because the three houses basically the color of the pokemon go teams uh last time we talked about it they announced a new time skip thing in the storyline where Old friends become al uh, old friends become enemies. Blah 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 blah, and all that fun stuff. Um, I know Darren's not looking forward to it, even though he's like the Fire Emblem guy next to being the Dragon Quest guy. Um, honestly, I don't follow the Fire Emblem series that closely. Um, maybe this game will be good, but like I like the whole high school um, storyline progression kind of thing, where you just you like grow relationships. Um, I love that kind of stuff in like Valkyria Chronicles. It's it's a good way to um, introduce characters and like get to know more like their character lore. But the gameplay wise, I was never really fond of the the three D Fire Emblems on the consoles, where I found that just having two characters standing in a really empty environment just to fight seemed very awkward. Um, this seems to still be the case for Three Houses, but uh, who knows? Maybe the action is more fast-paced. I know there's some like ridiculous stuff going on, like a bunch of uh, basically like, mass army attacks where you can send waves or arrows against enemies, or you like you stack on top of each other and attacking or stuff like that. Um, maybe they will play it. Who knows? Maybe we can talk about that later down the line. But that's on the horizon. The other news is that Pokemon's on the fence again. Um, this time, not for the absence of the national decks, but people are accusing Game Freak of reusing assets from previous game in 
sword and shield. I found this one video on Twitter where a game, uh, this person, I don't even know what to call them, um, got the data for, I think, the model for X and Y or Sun and Moon. And they also got the one from Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. And they compared the two models side by side, aim and combined them into one. And it's basically identical. So which goes to show that they're just reusing the models again for this game, probably, assuming because it's just running on the same engine. Which goes to show like, you know, Game Freak, you're doing this again where you say you do, you can't or you don't have the resources to model every single Pokemon again and or make Dynamax for every single Pokemon, but you're just reusing assets anyway, like what's stopping you from making them. There are also videos popping up where the animation of the Pokemon itself is like horrible, where you have a four-limb Pokemon, and when they jump around, their entire body is stiff, and it's just bouncing up and down like a really bad like animation project. Like You expect the limbs to move in cer- certain fashion, but seeing Pokemon just like, you know, they're basically a doll. You just lift up and down. Like, that's the animation. Like, that's not cool at this point. Honestly, I don't give a shit about national decks. <clears throat> I know some people do because the people who are competitive really care about bringing their old Pokemon over in a new environment so they can just keep their the team they spend so much time on. I can understand that and I respect that. Like, EV, IV training, that's your thing. You're, if you're a breeder especially, that that hours and hours of trying to breed Pokemon and to get the perfect stats, like, I mean, I respect that. Um, that. That must suck for you. But for personally, I don't really care because I never ever brought my previous Pokemon from previous games into a new one for any reason because my purpose of playing a new Pokemon is to experience that region-specific Pokemon and experience the game like that instead of like bringing my OP shit over. And I was never a competitive Pokemon player anyway because I have no patience for EVIV stuff. Um, I just want to see the story, like just catch the legendaries, um, beat the Elite Four. And if there's like other story, like if in Silver you can just go to the Kanto region after you're beating Johto, was super neat. Um, no other games have ever done that ever since. And maybe Sword and Shield would do that in some way, who knows. But right now... I'm just more excited about what the story is going to be like, how the Dynamax is going to play into the plot, like what the villain is going to be, like what's their overall plot this time, how are the legendary is going to come into play. Um, my money is still on that. That champion guy is in cahoots with the evil people, so you have to fight him as like a final boss. You know, all sorts of fun pre-Pokemon theories, the usual that comes with the new Pokemon games. And I think this has to be one of the Pokemon games that raised so much controversy controversy, controversy compared to the other series. Like, it's it, it just mind boggles. I mean, like, people can't enjoy anything anymore. I guess people are... I They have the right to be angry, I guess. You're paying more this time. You're almost paying double what a 3DS game is. And it's been... The first Pokemon game came out of, like, 1997, I think. Or 94, 93, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And we're in like 2019 now. So almost 30 years, give or take. 
And Pokemon is, well, this is basically Darren speaking for me, but Pokemon is the biggest one of, if not the biggest gaming com- like development company in the world right now because how much money they're raking with all the Pokemon stuff. Pokemon games, Pokemon movies, Pokemon mobile, Pokemon pl- like merchandise, I fucking keychains, Legos, plushies, uh, figurines, Pokemon trading card game. My God. And with all the money they got from that, like they can't, you know, allocate more resources into, you know, making the Pokemon feel more like animated. Uh, I mean, you can take, you can take your argument in that. Like for me, not like the national index doesn't really concern me, but it does concern me that after all these years, they're still relying on really basic animations for the Pokemon instead of having a fully animated, like the trailer show like you seen Pokemon out in the wilderness, like running about and you're still relying on crappy animation for the, like the battle phases that's kind of saddened i mean we'll see how it goes but um i'm still hyped for it dynamax looks nice the gym leaders look designs are really cool i want to see how different it is like it's based in scotland now all these like scotland memes i'm seeing where um like the main character is just speaking as scottish like against like the other people it's like hilarious so i'm looking forward to it um a couple of months uh what where are we at we are in i guess like three more months till it comes out and like no real hype hopes for it but i'll, I'll still play it like i haven't missed a single pokemon game in my life and minus black and white too but i'm still i will get to that soon that's it for nintendo news um honestly i wanted to talk about the recent blizzard 4chan leak as you know if you don't know what 4chan is basically i want to say the underground of the internet where it's like the main hub for people leaking things it's a it's a message board that existed for like so many years now but people still use it it's like the basic form of a message board website and recently a blizzard employee got fired apparently and he leaked every single information that blizzard is working on as well as the current state of the company and it's quite a read and again this is not official by any means it's just a statement by a guy saying that he's a um what was it an ex-blizzard employee so like take it with a grain of salt but most of the stuff on 4chan i would say more than often become like is true like all the e3 leaks were true that came for 4chan like for many years and anything resorting to like video game leaks or anything like that comes from 4chan i mean all the weird internet stuff also comes from 4chan so i mean take it as you will I think the biggest takeaway, I mean, you can Google it yourself. Just look up uh, Blizzard 4chan leak. That's four with the number and 4chan leak. And you can read the entire paragraph. There's some really gnarly shit in there right now. That if it is true, I'm really sad in the state of Blizzard. And it's really looking bleak for them. I would say because... I mean, let's go down the line of their recent endeavors. 
again, this is just my personal opinion. It's not even. It's not you know, the current state of, um, the current state of Blizzard, by any means. It's just the way I see it. Um, alphabetically, let's start off with Diablo. Um, Diablo three. I don't even know what to say. I had fun with it, but the the whole rune debacle and about how the game was seem seemingly designed for consoles and the PC hardcore got people like a left in the dust kind of thing. Rocky start, um, people leaving, blah blah blah. Then expansion was good, blah blah. People still playing it, that's good. And then they announced this Diablo mobile is supposed to be like the next in the franchise and people are like the fuck and the whole meme about is this an out like an early april fool's joke and the whole meme about don't you guys have phones just spreading out the internet so that's on the horizon and the new news that came out is due to the backlash of the whole diablo mobile debacle they are hard at developing Diablo 4 right now. So that's where Diablo's at. It went from a weird next-gen uh, third game in the series, which kind of meant through their own drama with the rune system and like the whole console-like thing, blah, blah, blah. And then the whole mobile debacle, and now they're going to work on Diablo 4. Next on the line, Hearthstone. Um, I haven't really played Hearthstone for a while. I like the game, but it seemed like the RNG factor for some of the cards really wasn't my thing. I mean, if you like Hearthstone, that's great. But it wasn't really for me. And it seems like Auto Chess is the new hottest thing right now for quote-unquote like RNG-based card games. I know Auto Chess isn't really a card game, but... You're basically building decks, and it's just getting realized in 3D. So, I would consider that some a form of deck building game. So, Hearthstone is in a weird place right now. I think they're gonna announce a new car, but even like popular streamers like this guy's Toast is like they don't want to show off the new card due to like the some kind of boycott thing going around around right now. I'm not really sure. Um, that's Hearthstone. Uh, next Starcraft. Oh my god. Starcraft somehow went from one of the greatest RTS in the world to Starcraft 2 where it was kind of lukewarm. Then the three expansions were good and now there's nothing. The last thing we got was the Nova secret ops like single player missions. And that was it. No no new Starcraft news ever. I think we got oh no no no. We got Starcraft remastered. And we got a thing called StarCraft Cartoons, um, new voice announcer packs, I guess. But like absolutely no new StarCraft news ever. Awesome. And then Overwatch. And I suck at alphabets because O becomes before the S. Good job, Andy. Oh, God, I missed Darren. Um, Overwatch. The Overwatch is they announced the latest hero heroes that are keep getting announced, but Teeps was the newest hero. Um, they're teasing at the new hero. The summer events are happening right now. Torbjorn got a blow up balloon hammer. Hanzo's half naked. Hurrah! 
And the Overwatch League is going on as scheduled and they will move to the localization system in 2020. I guess that's somewhat good. Um, World of Warcraft. Um, all I'm hearing is that people are moving to Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers because that's a better game right now. I, I can't say. I mean, as a per person that's playing Shadowbringers right now, Shadowbringers is hella good if you have or if you're on the fence about playing an MMO and you don't mind paying a subscription, then goddamn you owe your to yourself to play 14. Um pro tip right now there's three expansions for 14, um Heavensward, Stormblood and Shadowbringers. If you're starting from scratch, just pay the skip and jump right to Heavensward. Or just beat up to the one, the one point patch quest, and just skip the, the seventh um, astral quest because those take forever. I mean, you'll lose out on some like unique dungeons and whatnot. But if you're strapped for time, then yeah, just pay to skip. That's where the state of Blizzard are at right now. I would think that. You know, someone who grew up from the Korean PC Bang days where, you know, StarCraft was the dominant game. And then I played a ton of Diablo 2 with my friends. And when the expansion came out, that was like super dope. Where I have memories of playing the new Assassin class and playing the Druid class and just going out. I mean, all my friends were hardcore, so they would just do like new character runs. And just like do cow runs to get like exp and like get the new gear while i was just like casually just trying to absorb the story but it seems like ever since i think the starcraft 2 era i would think that blizzard was slowly i would say lo not losing their way because they're still making good games like starcraft 2 like at the core of things, like it is not Brood War by any means, but I think it was still a good game on its own merit. I think the Korean community was very vocal about how StarCraft 2 turned out because, you know, they're hyping it up to be like, oh my god, like it's been so many years since StarCraft Brood War came out. And it's like the next best thing is super shiny. Like, look at all these units. Oh my god, we're going to get a fourth Zelnaga's faction. Like, it was rumored, but no, we didn't get any of that. <sighs> hmm. I, I even after StarCraft, I, I bought Diablo 3. I bought the collector's edition for both. Like, I was that into it. Super hyped. I enjoyed Diablo 3. I played expansion. I played that. But after beating the like the story missions, I like didn't really go back like I would with Diablo 2. To go through like the Nephilim dungeons and whatever they have right now in terms of like seasons to like to climb the ladder. Like nothing really kept me excited to stay in like the Diablo game. I think Overwatch played a big role in that because Overwatch came out. And again, anything Blizzard releases when it first comes out is super hype. They know how to market their games. Like, Blizzard games always look nice. Their cinematics are always insane. Everyone's just screaming, just make a fucking movie already, Blizzard. And they did with Warcraft, but that wasn't the same thing. Even though it sold well in China, of all places. Uh, 
like Overwatch when it first came out, like I played the beta, then I got all my friends into it. Well, they they'll deny that and they'll say like, oh no, we got you into it. But no, I got them into it. Um, and I played a hell out of it when ranking first came out. Played all the ranking from season one to like six, I think, and it kind of faded out. Um, and then got back in, and then like the whole goats meta happened, and then I just stopped because. Like I'm not that good to be in the higher ranks and at lower ranks. Like anything gold and below is literally you can't play. Like you can't win. You can't carry. It's impossible. Like we really need. At the time, like me and my friends would play and we would have like sessions of like great games, but we just have like four games of straight, even like weeks of like losing streaks because we always have like one or two people. Who just want to do their own thing in ranked, but that's another story. But, um, I mean, looking at Overwatch now, I th- after like how many seasons, like they're going back to a meta where the DPS is more plays an important role rather than the three tank slash three healer, aka Goats meta being more dominant. So I might go back into it. Who knows? But. Right now, Blizzard in the track record, they haven't released a new game for a while. And according to the 4chan leaked and confirmed by press that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are in production right now. Oh shit, I forgot Heroes of the Storm. Oh god. Um, Heroes of the Storm. Great MOBA game. Very different compared to Dota and League of Legends. It was fun, but wasn't really my thing because, again, it seemed like Blizzard was just just trying to get on the hype train of the like the MOBA games. So I I know a couple of pe- friends that play that religiously, but again, like if you compare it to the the big games in the market at the time, it didn't really compare. Um, I feel kind of sorry. F- what well, kind of feel but not sorry but like I kind of feel bad for the the pro heroes of the storm players who got recently got their esports basically canceled in a way due to the lack of interest and lack of updates from the developers so I mean I hope those um t- talent casters teams players can find success in other games but yeah that is the state of Blizzard right now. A lot of stagnant games. Either people are still playing it, but no more major updates are coming to it. And according to the leak, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, from what I read, if it becomes true, and then all I can say is it's going to be very, very interesting how it pans out in terms of the community. Because what they're proposing right now is basically not what Diablo has been for the past few past two decades. And Overwatch 2 is basically them taking a single player event and just turning that into a fledged full-fledged game with more, you know, exclusive cosmetics. It's basically not even Overwatch 2, it's basically Overwatch Um Overwatch side stories, but they're just calling it two. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, Blizzard used to be the one of the biggest companies that you 
always look forward to. Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo, these ga three games, oh, and World of Warcraft, they're always up there And when you're talking about great games. Like, even if you talk about right now, like, what's the greatest RPG, RTS games of all time? And, like, if you talk about, like, what's the greatest MMO games? Like, so many MMO games take after what WoW has done before in terms of, like, game mechanics, um, quest systems, and all that. Like, they all take, they all took notes from WoW. All the RTS games, like, they took notes from StarCraft, they took notes from WarCraft. Um, isometric RPG games took notes from Diablo and Diablo 2. Like, there were the inspirations. But in this day and age, you can't really say what games take inspiration after, like, Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, you know? Like, I don't want to say they lost their way. I think it's mostly because, um, like, they're merging with Activision, basically kind of forced their hand into becoming their current state, I think. Um, I read from the 4chan leak, and after watching Richard Lewis that... Richard Lewis's analysis of the 4chan video that like the Blizzard is focusing more or Activision is focusing more on the esports side. They're trying to make every game esports. They want to, you know, get into the esports hype train and trying to get the money that's being poured into it from a bunch of sponsors, famous talents, sports stars, you name it. And it's kind of forcing their hands into creating games that suit the current ecosystem of video games which is kind of depressing because I come from a time where I didn't really give a shit about playing online or competitive. Like, esports is fun to watch and unfollow, but I don't want every single thing to be esports related. Like, there's... If anything, the press conference where all the people were outraged by the Diablo mobile game shows that people still want great... Um, you know, single-player games. Like, what's the greatest single-player games of this year? If you look at it, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Devil May Cry 5, God of War, A Horizon, Spider-Man, uh, Insomniac version. They're all great single-player games. None of them are multiplayer. The only multiplayer game that's worth mentioning is fucking Fortnite and PUBG. Uh, Blackout. Like, Battle Royale games, Apex Legends. Are those good games? Yes, sure, but like, no, like, oh, it's a really sad, like, it, it, in this day and age, what we're going to be remember, what the gaming, like, let's say five years down the line, what people will remember about gaming is f Fortnite and Battle Royale games. That's what we're going to be remembered by. Of course, there'll be mentions of like, oh, like look at these great single-player games like I mentioned, but we we will be remembered for the age where people just, just Fortnite took over. It's basically Fortnite. If you look on Twitch right now, Fortnite's number one. <clears throat> like there's an auto-chess boom going on right now. Yeah, sure. But Fortnite's still number one. It's just sad. Like, I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. It's supposed to be about being reminiscing about Blizzard and like how they good how I love like their game used to be and compared to like where they're going now. It's it's really sad. It's like 
gaming is not as it was like before in a way i mean i love developers are still keeping it to like the old era but i think this is the inevitability of expanding technology everyone's connected everyone's online i mean that's where the money is and of course businesses will try to adapt and make products that will utilize those technologies to make more money that's why live subscription models are being are popular uh, free-to-play games with you know uh, microtransactions in-game currency to buy cosmetics are popular you know it's not as like technology is great and all but at the same time it's creating these kind of trends that not a lot of people gonna like but what are you gonna do right like some companies do exist to make the game they're passionate about but at the end of the day they just want to make money and money talks and as long as people still buy yearly ea and activision games call of duty fifa whatever it's not gonna stop and fortnite i thought it was gonna sort of slow down with apex legends but you know it's still on the top so i mean there's nothing gonna i don't think nothing's gonna stop fortnite for the next a good solid year or two um auto chess being the new trend i i think it's cool i'm kind of glad there's already like three different platforms i could play on i kind of dislike that there's already in talks of like esports portion of the games like anything competitive these days you cannot go without having an esports side which is kind of really annoying in a way because like does it have to be esports like if you make anything esports i think it makes them very competitive at the same time people get burned out of it and that just like kills the longe- longevity of the games i find like i'm 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 just tossing opinions out there like i i can probably elaborate more but uh, i don't know gaming's really like depressing these days like i'm there's still like um great games especially for like consoles coming out and Shadowbringers, goddamn, Yoshi P, I love you. And but yeah, like if one of the greats such as Blizzard has come this far, and dare I say has fallen this much, again, literally go fi- go read the four chan leak. You you will lose your shit about like the stuff they came up with. Like how is it even fathomable that can they, they can even consider that as a direction to take their old franchises? Like no way. Like you can really tell they're being led by someone else rather than the original crew that like the minds behind the original Diablo, StarCraft, and like Warcraft and World of Warcraft. <sighs> well, there somehow I talked to myself for an hour personal achievement i might say and actually oh super articulate for once awesome all right and that will be it for this week i thank you if you actually stayed with me throughout this personal solo rambling 
of an episode i find but this was really fun maybe i should actually do this more often um you will find this podcast every thursday on google play spotify apple music itunes and podbean and you can follow me at last blues on twitter for the latest updates and if you have any questions for the show slide me a dm and we will answer them for sure on the podcast hopefully darren will be back next week and we will continue our dual podcast as it was previously previously envisioned and we are in the talks of darren and i co-streaming something in the near future that we are excited about that hopefully we can give you more information in the future um hopefully i can actually play some games and get some content on my youtube where i upload the vods you can find me via last blues on youtube all one word i can't get my personalized url url yet because i don't have 100 subscribers so let's work towards that 100 god damn it i'm tired it's fucking midnight but this has been fun listeners thank you for listening and i will see you next week goodbye